Hello, ladies. How are you? Let us know when you're listening. Let me fix this. Now, your host, author, Bible study teacher, and my sweet, salty sister in Christ, Miss Rochelle Burchett. Happy Sunday, sisters, and welcome back to the Salty Sister Radio Show. So glad to be back in the studio. What a beautiful, wonderful day it's been and week. And I have just some amazing news to share. I mean, like, I don't I don't even know. I can't even talk right now, honestly. <laughs> so today we actually have sold out out of all of our overnight tickets for the retreat. I mean, literally sold out for the overnight stay only. However, we still have plenty of tickets left if you would like to purchase a ticket. They're $20 for Friday evening and then for Saturday. That also includes three meals, lots of fun, fellowship, and a word from the Lord. And, and, and it's only 15 minutes from Paintsville, so it's not like it's a really far True. drive. So I'm just so excited to share that. I am too. And then speaking of that, I just want to also say that I'm going to really shout out to um, Southside's Real Baptist WAC ladies are preparing all of the desserts, and we're so happy about that. And then... Um, we also have a very special person who is providing all three meals for us. Yeah. And it's already, I've already we tasted a, a meal and it's we delicious. We did a, like a little meat green yes. taste the food sample and it is amazing. She's a wonderful cook, wonderful woman. Wonderful servant of the Lord. And we're so happy to have her with us. Just during this. Yes, we're so excited about that. And then a couple other things I want to share is just so you keep in mind that Grief Share does take place every um Thursday night at Calvary at 6.30. And then Miss Tina is going to be taking hers on the road just a little bit. And she will be going to um, to a Grief Share on at Southside Real Baptist Church at, on Tuesdays at 6.30, beginning in the month of September. And we will get those dates out to you. But just so you know, there's just so much available to pull together uh, to, to take these classes. And then one last thing. We have some special listeners tonight. We do. And I want to give a shout out to all the guys that's listening at Frontier tonight. They said they were going to be tuning in. And so we're so excited to um, we're so excited to have them listen in tonight. We hope that you guys enjoy the word. But we would not be here right now if it wasn't for our sponsors. So let's just give them a moment yes. to give their word. And thank you, Randy and Janelle. And also, I want to say that just so you know, the food is going to be prepared by and in coordination with Linda Booth and the Shuffling Cafe. And so, you guys are in for a treat. I oh, mean, the food I, was delicious. I, I'm counting down the days. I know. I know. So, we want to thank Miss Linda and the Shuffling Cafe for providing our 
food, our, our physical food needs, right? Yes. It's going to be delicious. So here we are. We are back at it, and we are talking about the Beatitudes, and we have finally made our way to the third Beatitude. Yes. And it's called, uh, Matthew 5, 5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And a lot of people associate the word meek with weak, and that is so not I think true. just because it rhymes, because it doesn't go together at it all. It does not. It does not go together at all. I mean, meekness is not weakness at all. It's being under control. It's having our flesh and our body and our mind under control. And it's, just, it's like the strength under control. Like I shared, I think, last week about having this beautiful horse and those reins and that bit in their mouth, but having the power to run and be wild, but yet to be able, uh, under control. By his spirit. We need to be careful what is controlling us. Absolutely. Because there's many different things, many different spirits that can control us. Yes. So we need to make sure it is the hand of God being controlled by the right hand and yes. the right hand of God. That's true. And, and so, just like you were talking about the horse, I mean, it, it refers to a stallion, you know, one of the greatest and strongest and, you know, greatest breeds there is. But if that horse is not under control, then it's of no use. It is. No it use. can't win races. Right. It can't. It can't do what it ultimately was designed to do. And I think um, think about the jockeys and the races and the derby. If those horse, horses were not under submission or under control of the jockey, yeah. they would not have a chance yeah. to win the race. Just like us, if we do not stay under the mighty hand of God, if we do not constantly come under that submission and authority to His Word, then we cannot be, as you say in your book, what we were created for. Created. On purpose, for a purpose. That's right. So I love the words that it starts out with, I give up control. And if you were to say that tonight, if you'll be talking to yourself tonight, um, I give up control to who? To what? Yeah. What are we allowing to control us? You know, and I read once, you know, I'm fascinated with the brain, and it says what we give our mind to controls us. What we're thinking about is going to control us instead of us controlling it. So when you're thinking about your life and the life that you're living and the purpose that you have, that you've been created for a purpose, what are you giving up control to? Yeah. And I love the thing because it says, basically, it's about becoming used to the hand, the hand of guiding you, the hand of provision, even the hand of discipline. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, God, even though, I mean, he, he loves us just like we would a child, we have to. We have to discipline them and he has to discipline us too. He does. To get us to walk and do the things that we need to do to get to where we need to get to. He does. Just like the children of Israel. You know, they were under his mighty hand. And as long as they followed his lead, you know, he could lead them into the promised land. But it was when they began to doubt him, when they began to get in themselves. Yes. It's when we surrender and fully give it all to him and say, you know what? This is not my life. It's your life. Yeah. You know, and the Lord recognizes those who are under the hand and though, because in scripture in Jeremiah 2, 23 through 24, he says that his people, and see, it says that he says that his own people are like a wild donkey and a restless camel. Yeah. You think about what that. can you do with a wild donkey and a restless camel? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing, right? Nothing. <laughs> so I think it's so important, but I feel like the, the difficult part especially today's times with so much going on chaos. We talk all the time about how the enemy tries to take our time from us, mm -hmm. but to being able to whittle away what's not important right. and to focus on building the kingdom <clears throat> is what you're doing. Is it building the kingdom? Is right. it edifying the kingdom from what we say to what we do to what we allow in those gateways, our mouth, our eyes, we were talking about that, our ears. It's very important that what we're allowing in is going to be, um, Beneficial. Thank you so much. Beneficial. Okay. I mean, for yes. what we needed to to do, and for what God is training our bodies and 
you know, trying to teach us along the way. You know, this is a silly, simple story. But I'm gonna, I always thought, actually, I was studying this at the time many years ago that this incident happened. I was um, on the road and this dog had been hit and there was a guy and he was there on the road. And then a, the vet at Vet Highland Veterinary had stopped too. And I got so tickled because this guy was telling her this dog needs this and this dog while she was the veterinarian and she was there and she knew all this, but she never told that she was a veterinarian. <laughs> and I thought about, you know, that's, that's humility. That's being just, she had the strength of power. So well, I am this, but she didn't. And she just was so kind. And I thought about that so many times, how we have, we need to realize the power that we have. We don't have to exert that power in that form. Exactly. exactly. That, that being tamed, having a tamed spirit through Christ. Yeah. That meek spirit. I wrote down some characteristics of meekness, which is being humble, it's being gentle, it's being patient, it's being forgiving, and being content. A lot of times, you know, we're not content. But some other things that um, I wanted to th talk about was I said, think about someone in your life that you just love so much, but because of their uncontrolled anger. I mean, yeah. do you know, and think about a person right now. I've got one in my mind. When I wrote this, I was thinking about this person that has all the potential in the world. I mean, I look at him and I cannot imagine the life that God could give him and do through him if he would submit to God. But yet he doesn't. He, he doesn't submit and he's got uncontrolled anger, short tempered, demanding. I say he, but this could she, be a she, she. too. <laughs> I'm saying he or she. Yes. Short-tempered, demanding, being a bully, a ticking time bomb, never happy. Their words are sharp as a knife, flying off at the handle. These things truly keep us from being meek, yes. being what God needs us to be. It keeps us from being pliable exactly, and moldable. You know, no. he, he wants to shape us. He wants to mold and shape us to be like him. Just like the potter on the wheel. On the wheel, the, the potter and the clay. So you said one word, and I think one of the ones we can all agree with, sometimes one of the hardest ones is people harbor unforgiveness. Yes. And that causes some of those reactions and some of those symptoms to an illness mm -hmm. about not being controlled by the Spirit. I want to share with you what was written in this book. It says, a person characterized by meekness is humble, gentle, patient, forgiving, and content. Meekness is the means by which God delivers us from pride, harshness, aggression, vengeance, and turmoil. And I think it's also, we could say, it's when we allow God to deliver us from ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we get really tied up. And then it says this, think about someone in your life who might be described as a self-opinionated and overbearing. He throws, he or she throws their weight around, is short-tempered and demanding, always insist on their own way. This is not a happy person. There is such turmoil inside this person and it spills over to other people. And if this person were to get used to the hand, mm -hmm. it would change their temper, subdue their passions, giving them a new dignity, poise, and peace. That's the power of meekness. And it says when Jesus says this, growing in meekness, well, Jesus is calling us to something very wonderful. It says this, growing in meekness will subdue your impulsiveness, giving your control over anger. And I always go back to the Garden of Gethsemane. Yes. And I always think about the difference what between the example. word react mm -hmm. and respond. Peter reacted yeah. without thinking. Exactly. He just he was the in the flesh off. at he that was, moment. He was, he was mad. Not subdued. He was not subdued. He was not showing weakness. He was not under the hand. He was not under control. But Jesus. He was out of control. That's why he sliced the, the Roman soldier's ear off. But I always think Jesus responded with Absolutely. that gentle mm -hmm. spirit. And I always think about that. I can't help but daydream about it sometimes. 
that man will, will never be the same. Yeah. The man that Jesus, Jesus touched and put his ear back on, it's like, it'll never be the same. Right. But see, it wasn't really Jesus's point of time to do those types of things, but he had to because Peter went, cut the man's ear off, and there the blood was shed. He could have no blood on his hands. It's a whole other teaching, but the meekness of Jesus right there. He didn't want Peter to have to suffer and go through that, so he restored it. He fixed it. He covered it up. And another thing, going right back to that garden, when Jesus said three times, three times. Father, if this cup can pass from me, but not my will, your will. Talk about being meek there, oh, understanding and under, under the oh. hand of God, because He knew. And I, and I think what's so beautiful about this is that He looked way ahead in time, yeah. saw us today where we are, dealing with what we're dealing with, and thought we were worthy enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And just one glimpse of that cross, and I have repeated what you said multiple times. We have to quit looking horizontal and yeah. letting the things distract us, and to not allow, allow us to be controlled by the hand of God. And look vertical at the cross. Absolutely. We've always got to look upward. We've always got to look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, Leah shared a picture. She, she has family that um, was in the flooding and we are praying for them and everything. But she shared a picture with us and the total devastation is just mind blowing. But in the picture, I, I thought she was showing me the cloud. But she hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, she was showing, yeah, and the destruction and that the rain had actually stopped. But I looked at that picture and I was like, oh my goodness, the destruction, which is horizontally looking yep. at all the destruction and everything that's there. But I looked at the clouds that were in the picture and I saw a cross in the cloud. And I went, I sent that verse to her. I was like, or oh, it's not a verse, but it's just something I say. We can't look horizontal. We've got to constantly be looking vertically to the cross and she had not even seen that cross and it's amazing it's right there in the clouds it, it was beautiful after i said wait a minute was yeah. she was quoting something and i had to go back and look yeah, at the picture because that's the things that's that the we, first we thing see. i saw was the cross and if we will look to the cross it will keep us submissive it will keep us meek and mild it will, it will keep that um, so it also goes on to say that meekness is strength brought under control through submission. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love words. So yes. I'm going to give you that definition. Submission is the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. And basically, I love that the action or fact of accepting or yielding. Yielding, you know, when you come to that yield sign, you have to yield to the oncoming traffic, but yielding to the hand of God. Yeah. And if we don't do that, how can we be completely fulfilled. And I was thinking about how that we can each live our full potential. When God created us, he packed us full of every single thing that we were ever going to need mm -hmm. to fulfill that purpose. Absolutely. It's already here, just like that acorn mm -hmm. that is packed inside that. What, what a tree of 60, 70 feet tall, so many feet wide, and it lives for so many years. Everything is packed inside of that. Yeah. And it's about breaking our spirit, mm -hmm. just like that seed has to break into that ground to sprout and we have to be willing to understand it's going to be painful sometimes. It's going to hurt because we are um, rejecting ourselves or dying to self to it's live that Christ. Flesh. It's that flesh yes. that's constantly that we are warring and raging against and waging against. It's always wanting its way, its way. But we've got to submit to the hand of God and his will. It's not It's not about us. It's not about mine. It's all about him and his. That's right. That's what it's about. And when I think about the realizing that God has already seen in time, past, present, future. He already knows what we're going mm -hmm. to deal with. And from face. the beginning. And so when you think about you're nervous, you're in bed, you're stressing, you're, you're, you've got knots in your gut, all these things that's going on because you don't know the future. 
you don't know, it's going to be hard to break away from what this is. It's going to be hard to give this up or it's going to be hard to move through without knowing what's about to take place. Yeah. I think the beauty in that is submitting to his will, having faith, because he says that he's not the author of confusion. Be anxious for nothing. He does not give us the spirit of fear. And there's such power in walking through in that faith, taking those steps when you can't even see the floor before you. Sometimes, you know what? I think it's such a blessing not to know the future. <laughs> I really do. Sometimes it feels so good to say, you know what? God, I don't have it all figured out. I don't know how it's going to work out. And I'm so thankful I don't. But you do. Billy Graham always makes that great comment. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. What? What a hope and a promise in that right there. You know, our God says he holds the whole world in the very palm of his hands. I'm thankful for that. I am too. I'm thankful for that. And hand. the very earth is a footstool to him. I'm yes. just thinking about how incredible that is. Wow, that we would be fearful yeah. knowing that if, if we do if, if we do face something traumatic, dramatic, whatever, that he's already prepared to put in place. And I have seen that in the last several months. The connections that God has oh, made and connected just, us with You can't even people. make it up. You, you couldn't write it out so perfect. I'm like, what? My mouth just drops yeah. open. So I want to say this. In, in the James 1.21, it says that James says, Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. And it says to receive God's word with meekness means this, that you place yourself under the authority of Scripture, allowing God to shape what you believe and direct what you do with the Bible. Mm. Again, it all goes back to the word. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and see, the submission part is when you're reading the scripture and you feel the conviction in your heart. I'm like, wow, that really hit me hard. Mm -hmm. And I can give you scriptures that every day that you can read that will cause your heart to be crushed because of how we feel yeah. in the way that we love others, the way that we see others, the things that we do, the things that we say, the, th the things that we that we don't do that edify him. Right. It's heartbreaking. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we do have to learn to love like Jesus. We've got to take off how we think it should look like, what we think they should look like. They should do it this way, that way. No, we just got to love them. Love them. You know, my mom says this. I tell her not to tell everyone this all the time, but she always kids me and says, you know, we had a house full of boys, but I was the first girl. But she says, you were meaner than every one of the boys. <laughs> I was like, Mom, don't tell people that. But she says, you were. You were so stubborn. She says, no matter what I told you, you did the opposite. And she always tells everyone about a story when I was at my grandmother's house. And I always wanted to go up the road. My uncle lived up the road. So she had told me, Cassie, do not go up the road. Stay in the yard. And I was like, okay, Mom, I will. The very second that she turned her head. What I do? I high-tailed it up the road. Well, the neighbor called, said, Vicki, Cassie's up the road again. So my mom walks up there. She comes and gets me. She wears me out with a switch. You know, we did whip back then. And it didn't hurt. I turned out okay. So you can still do that. But anyways, I did it again. And that's what she said. No matter what she said to do, I did the opposite. And I was so stubborn and made things so much more difficult for myself. But then I learned, you know what? If I would just listen and be a good girl, things would be so much easier. And that's the Lord. He He doesn't want to continually keep, you know, reprimanding us and yeah. doing these things. But I'm glad he does. I'm glad he never gave up on me. Yes. I'm glad 
I'm sorry. I forgot to turn my phone on silence. Uh, well, and that's true. So similar story. My parents go out of town and they say, whatever you do and why they said this, I have no idea why they said this. Don't get on a motorcycle. Why would I get on a motorcycle? <laughs> I get to my grandmother's house and lo and behold, the neighbor has a three-wheeler motorcycle. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, okay. So I literally said, let's go on the back street so I can get on this cycle with you and if my friend Susie's listening she's going to remember this because she was my she was helping me in this traumatic situation so I get on this motorcycle with her and we take off out on you know the old classic white case with shoes with the blue and stuff yes. I will never forget this because my foot got caught in the back <laughs> wheel went around three times my blood filled with my shoe filled with blood it was horrific we put everything in the medicine cabinet on it so I couldn't tell my mamma what happened. And when my mother came home, I said, I need to show you something. She literally just like fell back on the bed. Well, and I was told not to do something. But not only I didn't get to ride my new 10 speed I just got, I didn't get to go to Apple Day. I mean, so many things affected <laughs> me and my bad decision. That has been traumatic in my life. Yeah. And it's a throw your shoe away. I did not throw my shoe. I cleaned up. Me and Susie, we worked so hard on that. And I even had to go out in the yard and do cartwheels to prove I was okay. But the things that we did. Because I did something I wasn't supposed to do. Right. And getting out of the will of God, we're going to face those things. We're going to face trials and tribulations mm -hmm. under the will of God and out of the will of God. Because right. that's what he says, that he came to bring peace. The world has no peace to offer us. Exactly. And we're going to face things. So we need to remember that. But I love this because you said the self-willed person. I'm thinking about the strong-willed child. Have one of those too. But it says, the self-willed person hears what God says in the Bible, but reserves the right to disagree. God may say that, but I don't believe it. Or or they may say, God may say that, but I'm not yet ready to move in that direction. And that's the big word, move, that, right. that word move. And it says, or worse, what I must what I want must be what God says. Mm -hmm. And so it's so easy to manipulate scripture. Well, it really says this right. and it really it doesn't say you. that. And so we cannot manipulate the scripture. No. We have to know the scriptures. And I'm going to tell you something. There is such peace. There is some um Good anxiety, good good stress, I could say, being in the will of God. Because your heart beats out of you sometimes. Before we start this radio show, before we do a live, I mean, I can feel my chest thumping. But being his will. Right. And being in that center, that spot, doing what he's called us to do. And yeah. every single person, I don't care who you are or what you've done, you need to realize that you have been put here on purpose for God. That's right. And when we can submit to his will, now, I will say this. We were when, created for him. Yes. For him. Our story for his glory. Yes. And when you decide to make that change. Yeah. When you decide to move to the next phase, when you decide to give God control, you can As sure bet. As pastor said today, when you decide to cross over, over to the other side, to the other side, you can absolutely guarantee that enemy is going to do everything he can mm -hmm. to divert you, to make you stay where you are. And then it will feel like it's this most intense uh, restriction to you or this that you can't push because you just want to give up. Yep. Don't take the bait. No, don't enemy. let him stop you, block you, push on through. Amen. That's Let's a good it. that's a good cheer for yep. football. Oh, yeah. That's good. You need to be a cheerleader. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no, no cheerleader. <laughs> I always okay. wanted to be one, but I never did make it. Yeah, I just wasn't. I, wasn't coordinated. I never could get the back walkover thing. You know, no. I could do it all. I could do every flip. Just Look at you. I that's, could. That's but you know what? I hate to say such a thing. But I was more interested in what was going on in the stands than what was going <laughs> on, on the in field. The okay. Floor. Um, okay. Proverbs 16 and 32. I love this verse. Okay. I've got to, I've got to read it really quick. It says, meekness is not weakness. He or she who is slow to anger is better than a mighty army. And he or she who rules his spirit is mightier than he who captures a whole city. You think about that. Being, having that anger under control is greater and mightier 
than one who can take over a whole entire city. Okay, and I know what that burning feels like. Okay, but then that's why the Lord has given me that scripture. I'm going to say it again. Exodus 14. 14. I wrote it in my notes. If you remain silent, the Lord will fight will. for you. We don't have, it's so easy to get mad and in rage. Yes. And get engaged <laughs> in the argument and fight back. But you know what? We don't have to. It's so easy to fly off at the handle, say what you think, give them a piece of your mind. That's right. It's so easy to do that. But you know what's hard? Is to remain silent. Is is to remain silent and let (laughs) the Lord fight your battle. And while you're sitting there, the enemy is punching everybody. You can (laughs) feel it getting your ears burning and everything. But, you know, the salty proverb is don't engage, you'll get enraged. Yeah, right. Because just don't engage with that. That's right. And again, remembering that it's not the person. It's what's got hold of the person that's causing every bit of this. Hurting people will always hurt people. Absolutely. And I got right here, it says, meekness is not weakness. I love this analogy right here. Sometimes we confuse the two. But the difference between a meek person and a weak person is this. A weak person can't do anything. A meek person, on the other hand, can do something but chooses not to. That's good. That is true meekness right there. That's good. That's really good. And so it's, and we're going to take several weeks to unfold this, but we do have a really a, an awesome guest speaker coming at the end of the month. But yes, it's going to take us a while to get through this. I know we're getting close to the end of time, but just thinking about, do you, can you read those characteristics of a meek person? Again? I can. Yes. The characteristics of meekness is being humble, being gentle, being patient, forgiving, content, Write those down. Write those down. And maybe those are some things that we can put in the front part of our Slow to anger. I didn't write that down. Slow to anger. That is a big one right there. Be slow to anger. Because the enemy knows the very buttons to push. He knows the very person to set you off. (laughs) He knows the very word to put in their mouth to cause you just to snap. And he knows the very person to send send your way. way. He does. You know, I know this is is an odd analogy, but I've read this one time. It's like anger is like peeing in your pants. You can feel it, but everybody else can see it. Yeah. That's that's, 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 that's (laughs) That's a good one. But it's the truth when you think about that. And so we want to be careful because what happens is when we allow allow ourselves not to be on the submission of God, we open our mouth, we react, we do whatever. And I, I think I read too on Facebook, somebody says, why is it only when you're mad that your sweater gets caught on the doorknob? True, <laughs> you're going through these things, all these things. You know, whatever happens. You... So thinking about that, what we want to understand is that it also ruins our testimony. Yes, it does. It does. It ruins our testimony. <laughs> when you act ugly and you let that toothpaste, those ugly words come out of your mouth, people hear them, they see you act like this. They're like, oh, I thought she was a salty sister. I thought she was a Christian. Well, did you see how she acted? Did you see what she said? You know, it matters. People are watching. People are watching and they're listening. And we really need to get our flesh under control. I used to ask my teens this question all the time. Who would you allow to be you for a day? Now, this person could could totally rule your life, make every decision for one day. Who would you trust? And they would say, nobody. And I was like, well, why? Well, because I'm afraid that we'll do this, that, or the other. But when you think about it, when you accepted Christ as your Savior, he has entrusted you with him. To be his vessel, to be his testimony. He has put all of his trust in us to be that witness, to bring people to him. Mm -hmm. That is a heavy burden. Being a Christian is about being saved from eternal hell and damnation. But thinking about the great responsibility that we have taken on as his ambassadors to build his kingdom Mm -hmm. right here every single day. It's so much more than just being saved. It's it's being Mm -hmm. under the will, being submissive to his word. 
We are, we are who the world is looking at. We are to be the light of the world. We're to be the salt of the earth. If they can't see Jesus in us, where are they going to see it? Where are the lost going to see it? We've got to be the hands, the feet, the mouth. We have got to be Jesus with skin on. That's yes, what do. he created us. Skin. And I want to share a, an example of my, my father's patience really quick. This, as, a, as a kid, you know, I hope he's listening tonight. As a kid, he um, was never one of a, a mechanical kind of person, right? So he wanted to hang this picture up in the laundry room. <laughs> so we go in there, and I'm watching. I'm this kid. I'm so intrigued because my dad has a hammer. You know, I was like, I want to watch this. So he puts the hammer, the nail up on the wall, and he takes the hammer, and he starts to pick it, and the nail drops behind the washer. He picks up another nail and he picks it up and he tries the hammer again. The nail falls behind the washer. So then he does it a third time and the nail falls behind the washer. <laughs> so he lays the hammer down. Okay. And he always wears these pajama pants and he pulled his pajama and he went in. I thought he's going to get more nails. I waited and I waited and he never came back. And I thought, where did he go? He was not laying on the couch watching a movie. He wasn't going to let it stress him out. He wasn't going to let it anger him. He just laid it down. The way. And I will never forget that story. Like, I was waiting for him. He was like, it's, I'm not going to get in the flesh with him. So he just laid the hammer down. So sometimes we have to just lay the hammer down. That's right. That's right. We do. <laughs> lay the hammer down. I like that. <laughs> well, we're right now at the last minute here. So it has been a fast, furious <laughs> evening. We are so excited about everything that's about to take place. Uh, the newsletter, A Salty Word, will be going out uh, this week. We have some contributing writers. It's going to be amazing. Uh, looking forward to that. And again, don't forget, the tickets will be for sale uh, for the $20 ticket, which will get be Friday evening when you go back home. And then all day Saturday, uh, we are going to have an amazing time by the fire, a, a lot of music from Calvary's worship team. It's going to be amazing. Yes. And it's time for you to just... Come undone in the mountains, in the hills. It's going to be beautiful and to be refreshed with fellowship with other women. It's going to be amazing. So you can get your tickets on our Facebook page. And again, that will include your three meals and all of the activities that we have planned. We have Tracy Tackett coming. We have Tina uh, Hughes coming. And we also have Amber Fleming coming to provide some things for you, too. So we're looking really forward to And the lady to that's doing the painting. Oh, yes. Paula Arms. Paula She's going Arms. To do, we're going to yes. get a paint a Salty Sister sign that says Stay Salty. So we're so excited. We hope you've enjoyed this first lesson. Uh, we're going to be dragging this out for several weeks, but I hope we're taking notes. And may today, as you move forward this week, these these things that Cassie gave you be in your mind, the front part of your mind, when you're about to make a decision or say something or, be, or react to something. Be slow to anger and yep. sit not. And lay the hammer down. And lay the hammer down. <laughs> Until next week, ladies, stay salty. Well, we will take a comprehensive